On today's episode of More Important Issues, we talk about the Tennessee basketball team and their big win over Florida yesterday. We have some recruiting news. We look at the college football carousel. Both coaches and players or transfer portal, more properly known for some reason. We have the NFL playoffs, and we discuss those games this week. Today's segments include Most Important of the Week and Fail of the Week. More Important Issues is brought to you by MyBookie. Guys, the NFL playoffs are here, and it is time to get in on the action with MyBookie. Don't be that guy with no rooting interest as your relatives or friends sit around and hash out their gambling problems as they watch the games. Not this year when the 53rd Super Bowl is around the corner. It's time for your gambling problem to come into action. It really is the most wonderful time of the year. Make sure you're ready for the daily action by signing up at MyBookie today. They pay fast when you win. Ownership really cares about good customer service, and they offer the craziest props. Where you bet is just as important as who you're betting on. And if you want to make money during bowl season, you got to go to MyBookie. I trust them, but if you don't want to take my word for it, just check them out online. Join now, and MyBookie will offer you a 50, 50% deposit to make sure you have a nice bankroll for bowl season. Use promo code ISSUE, that's promo code ISSUE, I-S-S-U-E, when you deposit to activate the offer. Go head on over to uh, MyBookie. You play, you win, you get paid. Read it, dit to do, and welcome into more important issues. It is Sunday, January 13th. I'm Caleb Mitchell. Here with me, Landon Raby. It's an exciting Sunday afternoon when we're recording. The Vols are now 3-0 and in SEC play. Went over two pretty big rivals uh, in Georgia and Florida, uh, so far, sorry, yeah, two and zero, right? Yep, two and zero. No, three and zero in SEC play. Who else have we played? Missouri. Sorry. Oh yeah, three and zero. Forgot about the Missouri game. Three and zero in SEC play. Um, Tuesday night they'll face Arkansas, who just got beat by Florida. So that's a good sign. Um, to or to continue SEC play. This is the best time of the year. Just a few days in between each basketball game. You don't have to wait yeah. a full week. I hate it used that to, waiting a full week. It used to not really matter when we were terrible at basketball, but now it's fun. Right. Yeah. So it's exciting. Um, it was a nervous game to watch. It was. I think it was good for this team. Yeah. Because they still. I mean, we didn't. We didn't play bad. We. Did, I mean, there were times where we weren't playing great basketball. Um, we had more turnovers than normal. I mean, we definitely played, made plenty of mistakes, and that's why the game was close as close as it was. <coughs> um, and I mean, those turnovers were very uncharacteristic of us and hurt us down the stretch. Um, but they were able to – we also didn't register as many assists as we normally do. So yeah. or Florida was doing a lot to, to limit how we play basketball. Um, but once again, the dude from Knoxville steps up. Yeah. It's, it's, it's hilarious to me that he's not in the starting lineup. Like, we all know why. It's just funny to me because it's not going to change either. And he's played – I mean, on the offensive end, not very good. No. <laughs> so it was uh, – I mean, what are your initial thoughts? My initial thoughts on this were just that we went into a hostile environment where we didn't play our best basketball, and the other team was shooting lights out to begin with. And just those are the wins that, that are going to – those are the kind of games you're going to play in March right there. Yeah, I mean, you proved that you could grind out a win against a a team that was hitting basically everything in the first half. Yeah. I think they shot 19 threes in the first half. 19 – no. They sh- – 22. They shot 22 threes? They were okay. 9 for 22 at halftime. Okay. And I think I I think they were averaging under 19 in a game before that. Yeah, they're averaging eight makes <clears throat> per game. They made nine in the first half. Yeah, so just I guess their game plan, and it was effective 
for the most part was if we can make it from beyond the uh, you know behind the arc, we can we can keep up with them, and they did. Yeah. Um, uh, really, I mean, it's funny because I feel like we were beating them. Um, I feel like at times we weren't getting shots to fall. We weren't the ball wasn't bouncing our way. So I feel like the score is kind of unfair to Florida because we definitely ran away with it at the end. But at the same time, I feel like we definitely could have beat them by more. It's weird. Yeah. I don't, I, very yeah, strange. Those game. last few minutes, you kind of stepped on the throat. It was over at that point. Yeah. But Florida's only given up 60 points per game. And we scored 78. Yeah. This t- this team has the ability to score, and what's helped it is the the, the things we've talked about. You have uh, you have the guys like Kyle Alexander, Bowden, um, Bone, guys who can help take some of the pressure away from from Williams and uh, uh, Schofield, um, and those are our, you know those are two of our uh, higher scorers this game. But you know still, it's probably easier to limit them if you don't if Alexander and Bone and Bowden aren't playing the way they are. Mm-hmm. Um, because I, mean, I feel like Williams didn't, and I, I know he was hitting. It was just watching the game, feel you know, in the feel of the game. I didn't feel like he was playing well to begin with, and then something clicked. He got on a run of his own, and then it looked like he was just flat out. He looked like Grant Williams dominating games. Yeah, they, they were definitely you know trying to load up the paint, and then um, you know a lot in the second half, but toward the end of the first half, we kind of got them. We spread out the floor and got them to where it was one on one situations where somebody was coming to help, and it was too late. Mm-hmm. Grant had already, you know, made his move and got to the basket, and and somebody else who really does a good a good job of getting to the basket that didn't really do so last year was and that's Jordan Bowden. Yeah, gets out in transition, gets to the basket, and draws a lot of fouls. I think he's shot like seven free throws. Yeah, he was six of seven. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He. What he was able to do again yesterday that we've seen in the last few SEC games, um, that it just shows how much he's worked on his game and, and made it better, is his ability to, you know, last year I feel like it was really just kind of catch and shoot when he was open. Um, he really only shot when he was wide open. Now he's creating space off the dribble. Mm-hmm. Um, he's able to get around picks or, or step back away or pump fake and move and, and, and then hit the shot. The dude's just gotten – the dude's gotten – a lot better, and we talked about um, on Thursday night the how our top three were right in line with Duke's top three. We weren't sure. We we're like, surely it's Bone, but I mean Bowden. It definitely could be him. The stats he's put up lately. Um, another seventeen point game, two twenty point games, and then a seventeen point game last night. Yeah, the, the dude's playing. He's and he's gonna be if he keeps this up. He's gonna be six man of the year. Absolutely, there's so. no doubt. Um, and Lamonte played better. Speaking of sixth man of the year, Lamonte played better last night. Um, and and he, he's one of those guys who spreads out the floor. Yeah. And, again, uh, you know, kind of being able to relieve Jordan Bone of some some of those duties. He's not having – I mean, he went 37 minutes last night. Um, but, you know, before that he was going just about 40 every single game. Yeah. Didn't have to against Georgia and Missouri. So that probably helped going into tonight not being just completely worn down. Um, Lamonte able to come in. And he's also – you know he doesn't give us as much defensively as Pons, but he obviously gets a, gives us a ton uh, more offensively. Yeah, and not and, necessarily. And he's a he's a scrappy defender. He's yeah. he's like kind of a low key guy who just like picks at the ball. Right, and and they're, they're, it's not that they're playing the same position or anything. That's not what I'm saying. He's just you have another guy that can come on the floor. That's another threat. Um, it gets into this. You know, it's not just Grant and Admiral anymore. It's it's all five, six, seven. Of, of the yeah. walls that you've got to defend. And that, that group with Bowden, 
Turner and Bone, that's when you went on that run. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Bowden scored 12 straight points to give us the lead, and then we, you know, really didn't look back from there. Yeah, Lamonte and uh, Bowden were, were really able to do – I think they had two big turnovers um, in the in the backcourt right there towards the end of the game. Mm-hmm. Just fat – they're both fast. You talked about Lamonte being scrappy, able to really, you know, make you work hard. It's just bringing the ball up the court. So, yeah. they're, they're definitely able to create a lot. Um, dude, Admiral, when he – I don't know if he's angry. I don't know if he's just gets focused. You can't stop him. No. He he pulled up. He was pulling up over people in the paint um, from deep. He yeah. he you you he's never really guarded. Yeah, <laughs> he yeah. might have a guy on him, but he's not. I guarded. think the play of, play of the game and really the game who iced it was Grant having the um, ball down low and sees Admiral in the corner and just gets it out to him. Um, beautiful pass. And I'll, I'll say it again. Our bigs. Are the best passing bigs in college basketball. Yeah. There's no doubt in my mind. Um, and hey, dude, Admiral Shaw looks so good now. Yeah, like talk about a guy going to that, going to do the NBA draft grade stuff, and taking full advantage of what they've told you to get where you are, and now you're a first round pick, right? Projected first round pick. Um, I mean that that's taking advantage of opportunities right there. Uh, and we since we talked about, I think it was me and you talking about how Admiral um, really needs to work on his ball handling skills. He lost the ball a couple of times yesterday in some nerve wracking spots. <laughs> yeah. Some just times he should not have lost it. Um, and Lamonte had a couple of turnovers like that too, where you're just like, dang. Yeah, there were a lot of uncharacteristic turnovers for our team yesterday. Yeah, so. and I think you know I'll, I'll give Florida some credit that they were a good defensive team. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know you face those teams that live and die by the three. That's what they did um, yesterday and. In the second half, it killed them because they weren't hitting them. They right. were like three for ten, I think, in the second half from three. Yeah. So, you know, I think that's the difference in Tennessee and Virginia. A lot of people want to, you know, kind of put us in the same group as them. But Virginia, you saw against uh, the number 16 seed, I don't even you University you, of Maryland, Baltimore County. Or yeah, I think like that's that. who they lost to. Um, but they are shooting a lot out, and they weren't able to, to keep it in – range to catch back up with them when you know that streak kind of lost right so uh, i think that's the difference in tennessee and virginia we're able to to keep in striking distance to where when they cooled down from three that we're able to come back and and put it on them after that yeah and um you know florida uh i can't imagine if they hadn't started off as hot as they did i mean that could have been another 40 point game yeah i mean assuming they just kept shooting and tried to get hot Right. They could have gotten ugly fast. Yeah, so. I mean that was the. I think they scored thirty six points off three pointers, and I think they had thirty one points um, with just twos. So the majority of their points were threes last night. Right, right. I don't know how that's not a touchdown. By the way, I don't know if you saw it. Was it not? He took like two steps. He called it incomplete. Oh, yeah. Um, sorry. Uh, yeah, de- definitely. Definitely a overall. You talked about grinding it out. That that's big. And the officiating was horrible. The officiating was terrible, and it was it was pretty bad for the most part both ways. But I mean, I know I'm a homer, but Tennessee definitely got the short end of that stick too. Yeah the the hook and hold yeah. calls. The one on John Fulkerson, number one. The guy like tried to box him out and hit him like up toward the neck, and Fulkerson just tried to go underneath him. And get his position. Yeah. So I don't it's, think you know if you want to call a foul, whatever. But 
It's not a flagrant. It's yeah. It's not a hook and hold. He didn't hook him. Yeah. But the guy deliberately hooked on the Grant William. Was it Grant Williams? Yeah, um, it was Grant. And they didn't call they common foul. Uh, who knows? I'm just like that doesn't make any. Teddy sense. Teddy Valentine was doing it, so I didn't expect it to be anything special. And Pat Adams. Yeah. <laughs> well, what a crew. Um. Yeah. So, but we got Arkansas on Tuesday. Uh, just looked at we're projected ninety four point nine percent. So. Bet the house, I guess. Um, it's another home game. Um, excited to get back into Thompson Bowling, especially after that emotional win. The, all the, what was cool about that is like the entire team just immediately gator jumping. Oh yes, like those are vols right there. Those like are like in sequence. Yep. Just yep, at yep. one time, just gator jumping. Yeah, it was very awesome. So it's gonna just going to be a very welcoming crowd. Thompson Bowling. Um, I don't think it's sold out yet, but I'm sure it'll, you know, it'll, it'll get full, sure. like 19,000 at least. Yeah. So. Are you going? Yeah, I'll be there. Nice. You want to go? Got an extra ticket? Do you? I do. What time is the game? Seven. Yeah, I'll go. Sweet. Well, we're going to the game, guys. Sweet. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, I mean, I'm definitely going to be excited to see him come uh, come back into, uh, into Thompson Bowling Arena and, uh, you know, this Arkansas team, was it two years ago that they were really good? They were pretty solid and then yeah. nothing really nothing not too much last year um really struggled so far this year well they're 10 and 5 so far pretty uh they just have yeah they have two sec losses can not remember they lost to florida and lsu um the lsu game was in overtime a lot of points scored i didn't realize that uh they also have a win over texas a&m though um i don't know anything about them this year I don't. I don't really either. And there's a lot of those SEC teams that are just kind of middle of the pack. Don't really know much about them, and I, I think there'll be another team who just, like I said, sits in the middle and beats up on other teams in the middle of the pack. Right. I, I think there'll be a lot of those exchanged uh, throughout SEC play this year. Um, we talked about kind of how those teams, and then dude, Ole Miss. Before I'm sorry to get off track about Arkansas. What about Ole Miss though? I mean, they could be the second best team in the SEC. In, yeah. Until at least until Kentucky figures it out, which I think they will. But somebody said that is um, Ole Miss the Tennessee of this season. I could see or that from last season. I could see that. I haven't watched them play. I've heard about them the way like people have talked about them mm-hmm. since they won these last few games, um, and the way they're describing them, I, I definitely could see it. Right. Absolutely. That'd be. I mean, I'm, I like Bruce Pearl, but it's hilarious to see kind of Auburn falling back because they were supposed to. It was supposed to be another year they competed for the Do SEC. Do we play Ole Miss? We do. We do. Mm-hmm. And it's I here. think so. Is it here? Because I, I know we played them on the road last year. We played Mississippi State and Ole Miss. Maybe we don't. Let me, check, <laughs> let me double check that. Um, but, I mean, that it's exciting what they've done so far. We do. We play them in February, February okay. 27th. I didn't know we played Kentucky home and away this year. Yeah. So is that, So we don't do that every year now, right? Like we used to. We did it last year, didn't we? Did we? See, I thought that was a big deal when we brought these four, the 14 teams in that we weren't going to be having – that home and away each uh, each year. So, I don't, I don't know. But, yeah, so old, before we get back into Arkansas, Ole Miss so far went over Vanderbilt, Auburn, and Mississippi State. Like, two convincing wins over, you know, the top four teams and the – two of the top four teams in the SEC. Um, so, that's pretty that's pretty wild for them. Is, uh, is Kennedy still their coach? I don't even know. I couldn't tell you. I have no idea. Uh, but we actually talked a little bit about because we were talking about Marshall Anderson. So 
Landshark. That's two weeks in a row talking about Ole Miss basketball. Would you, wouldn't you, and we're not even playing them. They're making noise. <laughs> making noise. Um, looking at Arkansas, I'm looking at their team stats per game. I mean, obviously, they haven't won, so that's the, the biggest stat. But, I mean, they're averaging 79, uh, almost 80 points a game, 38.5 rebounds per game, uh, 17, almost 18 assists, but they're allowing 71 points per game. So, And they haven't played the best team in the country yet. <laughs> Got oh, ninety four to. Got ninety four hung on them in overtime against LSU. They've gotten scored on lately, um, but that's not a good sign. For them. No, I'm impressed by the rebound statistics. Um, so looking at that, I mean, you're going to assume they're going to hit the boards really hard. Uh, I think they're Gafford is their best player. Yeah, and he's a he's a big man, isn't he? Yeah, he's a forward. So I thought. So uh, I remember hearing about Gafford last year. Did we we beat them last year? Correct. Yes. It was the year before, I think, that we had a – I think we beat them and someone else. We had, like, a really good chance of mm-hmm. being a bubble team or something and fell to them. And they were a good team. Um, I can't remember exactly all the details. But, yeah, um, so Arkansas on Tuesday night, uh, like we just decided two minutes ago, we're both going to the game. Um, 7 p.m. tip-off. And if you don't have tickets – Yeah, I'd like to t- – Take a second to tell you about our new friends from Tix Blitz, the official ticket provider of the Armchair Media Network. Unlike other ticket providers that sneak that sneak in extra fees, unexplained service charges, at Tix Blitz, the price you see is the price you pay. Unnecessary fees shouldn't prevent you from seeing the sporting event, concert, or Broadway show of your choosing. I know I've already used them um, this year to uh, go to a concert. Oh. So, so go to TickSplits.com, enter promo code armchair at at checkout to receive five percent off your total ticket purchase. That's T I X B L I T Z dot com. Promo code armchair. TickSplits. Guaranteed seats, guaranteed emotions. Head on over to TickSplits. I'm also I'm trying to figure out those all those fees, man. I'm glad TickSplits doesn't use them because if you go to like Ticketmaster. You can like it's like twenty percent fee, like twenty yeah. percent fee. You're almost paying like another ticket. Yeah, it's it's wild. Um, whatever it is, what it is. Um, yeah. So this another another exciting week for basketball. We won't talk about the our next. Um, obviously, we talk about Arkansas because we won't see you guys until then. Um, and then you know we follow up with more SEC play. Uh, I'm trying to pick it up. Come on, schedule load. We play Alabama. Um, another home game. Saturday. We'll talk about that game on Wednesday as well. Um, I wish I could go to the Vanderbilt game. I've never, I've never been in that Coliseum or whatever they call it. St- the stage. Yeah. Uh, I've never been. It looks cool, but never been. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, the only time I'd go to Vandy is just blow a fart their way. Like, <laughs> Neil the Mafia. There you go. Shout out. Shout out. Um, looking at recruiting news, though, we've got, there's been surprisingly some more since. Yeah. Yeah, because you're, you're less than a month from National Signing Day, which is not as good as Early Signing Day. Um, but this week you had three um, official visits, one kind of late. Um, Henry Tioto um, from De La Salle in California is a four-star outside linebacker. Um, Niedemeyer and Kevin Simon are really trying to get him. Apparently Niedemeyer has been to his mom's work, his dad's work, and been to church with him. Man, that is dedication. Yeah. Like, that is some hardcore. And it's not like – like, Kevin Simon, like, coaches at De La Salle, and he, he was a – he's a VFL and played linebacker, so knows kind of what Tennessee wants to do. But um, – so he's, like, there with Kyoto. But Niedemeyer is, like, 
he lives in Knoxville. Yeah. And is going to church with this man um, all the way in Concord, California. So, you know, I, he made his official visit. I think he's making um, – it's between us, Alabama, and Washington. I think he's taking his official visit to Alabama next week. And then the last week he said he's not doing anything. He's just going to talk it over with his family and, you know, see what's best for him. But it looks like he wants to be on the, the eastern side of the United States. So – Hopefully we're able to lock him down. I think that early playing time is definitely something he's looking for. Yeah. Um, and then speaking to him as well, so Alabama is probably his sec- or his first or second besides us. And um, Tosh Lapoli is we, – we know is one of the best recruiters in, the, in college football, and that's who's recruiting him. But he's – he doesn't really know if Tasha Poy will be there. Um, there you go. You get back into that yeah, stability. So, yeah, we're getting back in that stability, and I think it's hurting Alabama. And, you know, that could come into play with this recruit as well. Um, but also we had Ray Parker. He's a four-star um, offensive tackle. He's an LSU commit from the state of Louisiana. Um, he was the big surprise this week. No one really thought he would come, but – Apparently, he's a very versatile player in high school. He played defensive line, offensive line, and tight end. I think he wore 85, so he could play all three of those positions. Um, but come in, he, he came in and talked to Pruitt. He's only 250 pounds, so he would have to put on some weight to mm. uh, fit into that 6'5 frame and on the offensive line. But um, Pruitt kind of talked to him about being a tight end. So, you know, I, I, don't, I don't really know what he really wants to do, but he – you know, came and really liked his um, visit and, you know, just got to know the coaches this weekend and uh, got to hang out with some players. So, you know, maybe this was just a visit right. to knock out your official visits because they're free. But um, it, it was cool to see him get on campus. And then uh, we had Tennessee commit with three-star defensive tackle Darius Cox. Um, make his official visit. The first time he's been in Knoxville since the summer uh, when he went to camp here. Oh. So um, he's from the state of Alabama. It's really between us and Auburn. Um, Auburn's really coming on strong. But he said that he's not really looking around. He's just taking his official visits. So, you know, I don't know if he's already made his decision or he's sticking with the Vols. Um, the Vols are kind of worried about his his commitment. Um Kind of being right. in jeopardy. So, good to get him on campus. Hopefully, that was some reassurance from him that he's going to keep his commitment. Um, but we'll see come National Signing Day. But that's that's all I got for <coughs> – we, we have a bunch of um, – we have like three more official visits as of right now that could change um, for next weekend. So, I'll have you an update on that. Yeah, the uh, – a lot of – I feel like the recruiting's cooled off this period with the new early signing period. Yeah, it's, like it's, it's almost not, dead. Yeah. It's kind of weird. Weird period. Um, you talk I feel about like this, it's just like filling in your spots. Yeah. Right. Um, you talked about the stability, and I feel like this is, a, you know, again, a really late, and maybe it's just the early signing period makes it feel like it, but this is a late time for a lot of the coaching moves that we've seen. Yeah. Um, you know, the ones that you had Cliff Kingsbury on staff at USC already leave before, before not only just before he ever coached, before national signing day. Yeah, uh, for really weird. an NFL job. Very strange how that kind of happened. And I love how like coaches and stuff get on get upset about people transferring and right. you know decommitting and every, everything like that. But then you have coaches that accept yeah 
a head coaching job or a, an offense coordinator job and then take another job. Right. Kingsbury probably can't ever coach in the NCAA again in college football because he couldn't be he wouldn't be able to recruit. Like they would be like, you know, I mean plenty of coaches would use that against him. You don't know if he's gonna be there tomorrow. You don't know if your scholarship's gonna be promised tomorrow because he could be gone. Right. Yeah, exactly. So, he could never coach college football again. <coughs> um yeah, I, I definitely think that's a weird – I mean, I get, like, the Sean McVay, it worked. But I feel like a lot of those coaches do not pan out. Well, and you look at – you have kind of have a – which I know college football is very different from in, uh, NFL. But, I mean, you kind of have a – you can look at his track record and go, he went 5-7 and seven at Tech. Okay. Like, how is he going to win in the NFL? Yeah. I'm not saying – you know, I don't know. He may – he may – something magical may work out. I don't know. I just right. – you feel like you ha- you can point and say, yeah, he's not going to work. Yep. So, and I, again, I go back to Sean McVay. You know, maybe they think it's a younger guy, new ideas, because that's kind of the trend right now. Right. So, I don't know. The Arizona Cardinals seemed like they just kind of made a copycat hire. It was very interesting. Yeah. So, And especially, like, I mean, Tennessee, you know, that, that was our – that was a guy like, people really wanted to come here for the offensive coordinator position. <laughs> we but, dodged it. You know, how – what would this fan base have said if oh, we had hired him? And that would have been that would been real tough. That would, <laughs> that would have been a really bad look for Jeremy Pruitt. Yeah. So he's uh, he made the. I mean, so far it looks like he's made the right decision. Uh, did you see where the apparently that recruit called out Georgia staff being fake? Yeah, Jaden Hazelwood and a bunch of people were happy about it, but it seemed like he was talking about Cheney too. So I'm kind of confused. <laughs> yeah, I, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know exactly what. Went on with that, but whatever. I can't look at Jim Chaney and be like, that guy would fake it for anyone. Yeah. Like, I don't see him. I don't see him being just a huge recruiter either. Yeah. I mean, I just don't see him walking in the living room and putting on an act for an 18-year-old. I feel like he's the kind of guy that his wife has to yell at him for wearing sandals to a, a nice nice event. Mm-hmm. Like, he looks like that kind of guy. Yeah. So, I could be wrong, but it just – it. So, if, if that's the case, the, the cards don't add up. <laughs> I don't know. But um, in, in more coaching care, so you have – which was Enos ever officially named at the OC at Alabama? I couldn't remember. Uh, no, I don't think so. I don't think so either. Um, but the assumed yeah. new OC, he, he left after uh, Manny Diaz left Temple for Miami's head coaching job after a late retire from – Mark Rick, it's it's just been a wild ride, and then we we kind of talked about there's been no head coaching changes in the SEC. Yeah, probably. I mean, first time in a while, I'd say. Yeah, the Manny Diaz is weird. I, I hate that for Temple too. They thought they had their guy yeah. for a long time, and then you know he gets his dream job in Miami. Yeah, it, that's a tough situation to be in. Kind of got screwed over by that late Mark Rick retired, um, retiring and stuff. It was a just a. I don't. You kind of you know it sucks. We talked about how. You get mad at players transferring, so it kind of sucks in that when you look at it that way. But it also sucked to you know pass up a job like that just because you feel like you had to. Yeah, it's definitely a difficult spot. Um, and then you look at Georgia, who um, you know struck out with a lot of. Um, I forget who they were trying. They were get they were trying to get Sark too, weren't they? I haven't heard Sark's name. I heard they officially they did offer Enos though. Okay. Um, and then and they the hiring Kentucky OC, what's his name? Grand. And then, yeah, they offered him apparently. And then, uh, they ended up just hiring Coley, promoting right. Coley from them. It's just funny. All the, 
all the uh, Georgia fans are like, if, if if he didn't come to Georgia, we didn't want him. And then they're like acting like Cheney got fired. I'm like, no, you got in a bidding war with us and lost. Yeah. <laughs> like you said, and I mean, it's going to blow up in our face if we pay <coughs> $1.5 million and we can't win because of our offense. That's going to suck. But at the same time, Jerry Pruitt thought this is what we needed to do. So. Well, and one thing uh, that Henry Tioto said in his uh, interview with Austin Price and uh, Jesse Simonson was that, you know, Pruitt wants to, to be in the defense, you know, wants to have defensive meetings with the uh, linebackers, the defensive line, the secondary. Um, and he said he hired uh, Cheney to take over that offense, so he yeah. didn't really have to be involved in the offense. And right. I, I think that's exactly what that hire was. Yeah, oh, to find somebody that's had experience all – I mean – he could be a head coach. He's he's seasoned enough, and if he need yeah. if he wanted to be, I don't know if he'd be great or anything, but he could. Mm-hmm. He'd get hired somewhere. And um, but yeah, that that's a I'd say that's a good move. Um, anything else for the coaching carousel? Trans, I guess transfer portal. The new yeah. fa- the new favorite phrase this this off season, transfer portal. Yeah, I mean it's not even National Signing Day. That's a big thing. It's this NCAA transfer, the mysterious NCAA transfer portal. Yeah. Um, no just, one knows what goes on in this portal. No. Uh, no one can see it. It's just basically a black hole. Seems kind of creepy to me. Yeah. Um, is Tate Martell leaving surprising to you? So is just, how's, where's Justin Fields from? He's from Georgia. Yeah. How would you get a waiver to go play at Ohio State? Yeah, there's no way he wins that. Yeah. He's definitely going to have to sit out. So it surprises me Tate Martell's leaving. Especially this day and age where if you have a really good year, you're probably just going to the NFL anyways. Now, he could, since he's from... But he would have to probably go to or go to Nevada, somewhere in Nevada. Yeah, to get or that Arizona waiver. or something like yeah, that. Yeah, to get that waiver. Right. So, I don't know. I just don't... I'm very... Maybe he just felt kind of betrayed by the coaching staff. But at the same time, like, if I'm a coaching staff, I'm just like, our job is to put us in a place to win. And we felt like we did that by recruiting Justin Fields. I mean, if I were him, I would stay at Ohio State... I would do everything I could to graduate early so you can be a grad transfer. Right. And then you can play right off the bat. And then if you win the starting job, then you don't even have to transfer. Yeah, exactly. It's very I don't know. And then, you know, his comments were like, he's not going to win the starting job, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. I'm still here. I don't know why he's coming here. And then you put your name in the transfer portal? Yeah, it's very interesting. And like, did somebody straight up tell him, like, you're not going to start? And it sounds like he's going (laughs) to transfer. Like, yeah. It doesn't sound like he's going to, it doesn't sound like he's feeling it out. Yeah. I mean, are we going to get, like, to where the – is it going to get to kind of like the recruiting is where you have – you get to pick different hats? Like, I guess. Are going to have a hat ceremony for these I guess. transfers? I don't – I have no idea. I just think it's – I kind of think it's a waste. Right. And I kind of think the commitments that people make for, like, in recruiting out of high school already mean nothing. Right. And now they can actually go to the school, and it still don't mean anything. Yeah, yeah, it's very interesting. Um, speaking of like Justin Fields and all them, the QB one, I guess it's been on Netflix for a while, but I haven't seen it. But the new season's yeah. out with him and mm-hmm. um, Real Mitchell and I can't remember like Sam Hartman. something. Sam Hartman. Yeah, he's at Wake Forest. Yeah, he was and starting quarterback at Wake Forest. Did he start? Mm-hmm. Okay. Then you had uh, that Real Mitchell who went to Iowa State. Yeah, I feel like he's impressive too. Be at Iowa State, which I mean, I guess they're a Power Five team, but still, he lost. It doesn't feel he, like he it. He lost his starting job at uh, St. John's Bosco. Okay, yeah, he loses it to that DJ Ukulele or something like that. He's like a 
four star kid from California. Dude, that I've I've only on like the second episode, but that one team that Sam plays on, Sam Hartman, they're terrible. (laughs) They're they're terrible. Like they look like a middle like it's like uglier than middle school football. Yeah. And that that's an interesting story. Um because like he just followed his coach where he went. Yeah. It's very weird. And they were they were terrible. They're like a new program apparently. (coughs) Oh and like but it looked like if you told me this is a new program and told me like if you described how bad like described how bad they were, I would have assumed you like went to a small town in Mexico and were like, Hey, we're gonna play American football. Yeah. Let's try to do this. And that's how the practice would look, how you described it to me. Yeah. And they basically just like practice in a field. Yeah. And it rained most of the time, so half the time they're in like a mud hole. Yeah, and it's in South South Carolina where the grass is just always wet. I feel like. Yeah, it's very it's terrible. Yeah, no, I'm gonna. Not finish. a great place to be a pocket passing quarterback. No, and when your guys don't even know what a football is, <laughs> yeah. they're like, "What? What? What is this? What is football?" Yeah, I, it's very, very, very. That's interesting. a good show. I I hope they. I know they have plans to make a third season, but I don't know when that's supposed to come out. But I, um, well, I mean, they would have been recording it this football season. And so. I think um, Spencer Radler is the headliner for that one. He's going to Oklahoma. Gotcha. I'm curious to see uh, – well, I like that show a lot, and I liked Friday Friday Night Lots. Not Friday Night Lots. Uh, two a days when it was on. Yeah. I've been trying to find the DVD somewhere so I can see what Jeremy Pruitt's like in that. Back His in. hair. Yeah. Does he? <laughs> I think so. I thought he was bald. I thought he had some hair. I think. Let me look it up. I'm pretty sure he's bald. I thought he had black hair. I don't remember. Um, but yeah, so I was looking for that a couple weeks ago. Couldn't find it. I was like, eh, whatever. Uh, stopped trying. Didn't care that much. Anything else for transfer portal? Or I don't know. I think Jalen Hurts ends up going to Oklahoma. He does have hair in this picture. Hmm. Oh, he looks weird. He looks fake. Like, it <laughs> looks like he. It looks like Kevin Malone. Kevin Malone. Like when he has that, when he wears the toupee to the wedding. Yeah. That's creepy, man. Creepy. Um, yeah, that was a good show. Was. Uh, NFL. It's been a bit. Uh, I watched the uh, Cowboys game. Cowboys and Rams was a good game. I thought I thought the Cowboys were gonna gonna end up coming out on top. Thought they had a really good chance. Um, they did not though. Dude, CJ Anderson looks huge. And what? Like, he just lo- he looks like just, Mike Tolbert. No, just just a massive body. He just looks like a fullback. <laughs> I don't remember him being that big in Denver. I, Did you, I mean, you didn't notice it yesterday? No, I didn't like think he was ungodly big or anything. I just thought he was huge. I remember always thinking he was like a bowling ball because he's he's kind of shorter. He's two twenty five. Is he? He's five eight. I was about to say, isn't he like five eight? Huh. Yeah. Interesting, dude. Um. But yeah, it was a, the that game was much better than the Chiefs and Colts. When did you see Chad's text about that money one? Yeah, so I took that bet. That's free money. Like, and he wanted to bet Colts straight up. I would have won a hundred dollars, but he didn't end up betting the Colts straight up either. What did he bet? That the Colts would cover. It was five points. I gave him five. It was four and a half, and he thought it was five. And I said, "I'll give you five. So how much did you win? Fifty dollars. Forty dollars. <laughs> Did he was, give it to you? Yeah, it's free money, man. I was like, yeah, I'll bet that. Why would he bet? He doesn't even work or anything. I don't know. <laughs> he, he, was, he almost bet 100, 50, 50 on them to cover, 50 on them straight up. 
Well, he would have because if you when he bet on straight up, he would have won eighty two dollars. So did did y'all do it through a website or no? No, I just bet with him. I got you. Yeah. So yeah, I was like that. That's free money. I we talked about it. I didn't think the Colts were even going to score ten points. Um, pretty close. So the Chiefs look good. Yeah. And the Colts are lot or the. Yeah, everybody thought the Colts were, you know, a team just destined. Yeah, but. I, yeah. Not so fast. They're not. They're not that good. No, not that good. Um, and then the Chargers getting absolutely whooped by the Patriots. Yeah. No surprise. I, and I said last week, I was like, if it was anywhere else, I'd probably pick the Chargers. But since it's in Foxborough, I'm not going against the Patriots. Why is there a soccer circle on the Patriots field in January? Did you see it? I did not. It looks like it was like scrubbed off yesterday. Hold is on. it turf? Or yeah. Is it grass? It's turf. It is. But I mean, like stadiums like that, they the football lines are even painted. So, uh, like in Atlanta, they paint them. They paint the football lines and paint the soccer lines. Like every game, every yeah, well, if there wasn't a game in between it, then no. But what yeah. if they mess up? You wash it off and do it again. Hmm. Yeah, they like so like how like how hard is it to wash off? I feel like that'd be difficult. It is. They you have to like scrub it as you wash it too. And it's like I mean it's paint made for the turf though it's not just like normal oh, okay. yeah. grass spray paint. Right. See the how it's like scrubbed off. Oh yeah, it's interesting. They had a game there or something. They didn't do a good job of scrubbing that. They wouldn't have it in January though. Like I mean the last time they would have had a game was because I think the New England Revolution played there at that at Gillette. But the last somebody time they would have had a game was like October. Yeah, so that's like if they made it to the semifinals. That. Right. So. Oh God! What is he doing? <laughs> Is he smelling his hand? Dude. Like, what did I, like, what I get into gosh, last night? Why did I why do I coach here? <laughs> it's so cold. Yeah, he doesn't seem like he'd enjoy the cold. No. This is Bill Belichick we're talking about, guys. Um NFL playoffs though, so after this game, New England's they've won. No comeback in sight. Um so, so tonight, and, Eagles and Saints. Yep, so Eagles and Saints, they'll play um if any team's destined, it's got to be the Eagles, right? Yeah, that that's that's what I was going to bring up. Um, is that they just win. And I think the Saints blew them out earlier this season. Yeah. Um, and the Saints were going to play the Eagles last playoffs if it wasn't for that oh, yeah. weird play with the Vikings where the DB just, like, misses the ball. Yeah. And... Stephon Diggs runs it in for a touchdown. Yep. Would have been very I I don't know. I wonder I don't know. The Eagles aren't as good. They were better last year, I think. But Even I'm excited for Nichols. the Chiefs and Pats in Arrowhead. That'll be a good game, and I'm definitely rooting for the Chiefs. Yeah, definitely. I'll wear my Barry jersey. Nice. So Yeah. I'll wear my homes. Your what? My my homes. Yeah, I didn't know you had my homes jersey. I do. Is it white or is it bl- uh, blue? Red. I ordered one for somebody and they sent me two, so I just kept one. Oh, nice. Yeah. I'm excited for my jerseys to come in. Yeah, I canceled them. I will punch you in the jujum. You ordered a Prez, and what else did you order? Uh, Barkley. Barkley. Did you order the Barkley one? I did order the Barkley. <laughs> yeah, because you got the color rush. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. Gotcha. Um, most important of the week. Um, most important of the week is uh, Marquette and Creighton. Did you see their score this week? No. Oh, was it? I thought 104. Yeah, it was 106 to 104. Yeah, I did see that. Um, they went to overtime, and Marcus Howard for Marquette had 53 points. 
And 14, 14 of that was in overtime. Um, he scored 14 of their 21 points in overtime. Mark Marquette got the win. So, 53 points. That's insane. Yeah, that is. Did you see uh, – what's his name? What's the white kid's name that plays for Georgetown? Oh, uh, Matt McClung. Did you see him hit his buzz, buzzer yeah. beater on Saturday? Did you know he's from Gate City, Virginia, which is, like, yeah. really close to Tennessee? Uh-huh. Dang. Yeah, that would have been – Would awesome. that not have been insane? That man's a freak. We wouldn't We wouldn't lose a game. Like, we wouldn't have lost. I'm, I'm really surprised his rating was not higher. He's only, like, a three-star. He was – yeah. Was he really? Yeah, he was oh not. He was not a highly rated. I feel like his. I feel like his highlight tape is just as great as what's in Zion's. He's just not as big and imposing. Yep, but he has two one eighty five. He has insane dunks and he can shoot from anywhere. <laughs> yep. Huh. That's I was gonna make sure, but it's pretty cool sure. to see a white guy like straight. He's not like balling out like a white guy either. Yeah, he was the number two hundred forty five ranked player in the nation. That sounds like a Tennessee basketball player. Exactly. <laughs> he should have been here. <laughs> he should have been here. Uh, my most important of the week is uh, Christian Pulisic. I don't. This didn't happen this week. I think it was last week, but still, we haven't talked. I'm not, I need to talk about there it. There was ten players better than him, in this, or nine other players better than him in the state of Virginia. No, not not a chance. <laughs> yeah, not a chance. Um, Christian Pulisic. U.S. men's national team player, 20 years old now, I think. He uh, just got – he's been at Dortmund his whole career, was at their academy. Uh, now got signed by, Chel- or signed by Chelsea in a uh, transfer for 56 point, 57.6 million euros. I don't know what that converts to in dollars, but it's a lot. It's more than 56 or 57 million. Wow. So that's a lot of money for a young guy. Especially um, like a 20-year-old player. Yeah, Chelsea believes in him. I think it's a good move for him uh, just because Dortmund's – Roster is stacked, um, and Chelsea is historically an incredible club. Unfortunately, they're Arsenal's rival, um, so that's not fun. But still, I'll cheer one every once in a while. Um, so do you, you don't like Chelsea? No. Okay. Chelsea's our Vandy, but not like like they're so they're in the same city, and like so who which is like usually better? Arsenal's probably his. Well, no, they're probably they're both historically like. Stout programs. It honestly, it's probably compared to the Alabama Tennessee rivalry right now. Chelsea would be Alabama, and we'd be Arsenal would be Tennessee. So you're the Vandy. Yeah. No. <laughs> no. No. It's more. It's more even than the Vandy. That's what I was trying to get you to say. No. It's more even than the Vandy, but Chelsea's dominated it as of late. So. Gotcha. Yeah. So you wouldn't get a Pulisic Chelsea jersey. I don't feel as connected to Arsenal as I do Tennessee, so maybe. Okay. Yeah. Right. See, I was talking about that the other day. I was like, it's. I was like, I should change my Arsenal fanhood because I don't owe them anything. So, which I don't really owe Tennessee anything. But you get it. Yeah. I mean, we spent a lot of money. Yeah. Like, they kind of owe us a lot. Exactly. It's a good point. Um, fail the week. Fail the week. Um, so this one really isn't sports. It's just hilarious. I wanted to share it with you guys. Um, a barber cut a triangle into a man's hair after a customer paused a video of a model he wanted to look like and the hairdresser thought he wanted the play button icon in his hair. So the one on the left, you can see it, is the picture he showed the barber. And the one on the right is what the barber cut. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Maybe be more careful and tell him exactly. I mean, I could see where he's coming from. Yeah, dude. I mean, you got to watch your screenshots. Yeah, that's uh, interesting right there. That's funny. Um, so my next one is, uh, hold on one second. I got to find what this guy's name is. 
Almost there. Almost there. Denver Parlor. <laughs> um, as you saw at the end of the Tennessee game, Denver Parlor ran across the court right after the game for some reason. Um, I'm sure he was doing something close to what his job is supposed to be and telling. Hey, but, I thought um, he took a weird path. Yeah. Um, but ran right through the middle of the court where Tennessee was celebrating and Grant Williams was in his way doing the Gator Chomp. And I think Lamonte Turner was there too. And he just like – he goes by him and then just flares his arms out to like get him out of his way. Yeah, it was very interesting. I mean like – I, I, it's a fail for me because you flared you flared your arms and it's number one. Why are you on the court? I don't understand why he went between the players. If he had just waited for Grant to go by and went behind him, yeah, exactly. <laughs> just like I mean, they're they're celebrating after a win. Yeah, I don't think there's any like dire information either in college basketball that you need to rush that fast and that hard across the court. No, he was like fullback clearing people. <laughs> no, <laughs> it's very very interesting. Yeah, so I, I just. That that's my fail. I, I don't really understand why the dude was, but don't touch our players. Don't touch it. No. Why would you want to do that? Did you see what Grant Williams just did to your basketball team? And Grant said um, that he was just doing his job. You know, no hard feelings or whatever. But you know, what if what if Grant Williams was upset about it and hit the guy? Yeah. I mean, like you just you put yourself in a bad situation doing stuff like that. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Any other fails of the week? That's all I got. Guys, that is it for today's episode. Vols still 3-0 in SEC play. Looking to go to 4-0 this Tuesday at Arkansas. If you don't have tickets yet, we're going. If you don't have tickets, go to Ticksbooks today. Code armchair. Get those tickets. Hey, bet the house on Tennessee, too. Head on over to uh, head on over to my bookie. Do that. Got one more thing to add. Oh, one more. Last lesson. Uh, Jeremy Peru is at our on water. Oh, he was. That's true. Subtle. Um, checking on on four-star... I'm going to call him an athlete because it says wide receiver on 247, but he doesn't play wide receiver. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm going to put him as an athlete. But yeah. Elijah Young. Hopefully and he's got a lot more physical. Him. I could see him maybe playing the defensive, defensive side of the ball, too, if a coach wanted him to. Yeah. And he got a lot more physical this season. Yeah. So. And he, I mean, he's stronger than anybody. Yeah. On the field. Right. So, And he's one of the fastest kids in the state of Tennessee. Yeah. As a sophomore. Yeah. So pretty incredible. Um, yeah. But yeah, check those. Check those things out if you need tickets, need to place last-minute bets. Guys, we appreciate you listening. We'll see you on Wednesday. We're bringing the boat in, and we out.